Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we get started, are you thinking of creating a podcast or are you a podcast host already? As a podcast strategist, I can help you to launch or relaunch a purposeful and profitable podcast, which will inspire, entertain and educate a global audience. Simply book in a one-to-one call with me right now via the Calendly link in the show notes and together we'll focus on the purpose of your podcast. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Sarah Oakley. Sarah, welcome. Hello. How are you? What are you up to? Same as every mum, I think. Trying to keep up with a fast-paced life. <laughs> Pulling up my brave pants. And yeah, inspiring women and guys who are interested in what I do to find their brave. Would be in a snapshot, I guess. And tell me, what does find their brave mean? Good question. It's ever-changing. And I think that bravery just has so many different forms. And what I'm really learning um, from brave birds within the community and people I met is just that, yeah, it's ever-changing. And depending on where you are in your life, your brave is going to look completely different. And that's that's okay. So For some people, bravery is something monumental, fascinating, like inspiring or inspiring where the whole world stops to stare, right? So say some feat of endurance or sporting achievement, that that is definitely brave. However, there's the other end of the spectrum where bravery can be brushing your teeth with a shaking hand in the morning and taking that first step out the door because life has been so hard for you. And I guess really... I like to champion these kind of everyday sheroes, the ones who are battling things that people don't necessarily see, are going through things that are kept mostly behind the four walls in which they live, but are still incredibly brave because they're they're the ones that we really learn from and we connect with and, you know, touch us as human beings, I'd say. And how did this drive that you have to help people who are battling these invisible issues that they're facing and empower people with courage and and bravery where did that come from Sarah there are two things that came together I guess to define the journey that I'm on now firstly I have a background in psychological coaching and um, I've worked with actors traders teachers, uh, who else have I worked with, stroke patients, celebrities, you know, lots, a range of people, people just like you who are listening to this now, to in the background for performance stress management. And so I feel I have a strong psychological tool, tool set. Um, I've worked with companies as well, like, I don't know, Tesco's, Camelot, Coopers, BBC. I've worked with lots of people in the past to help them. It was mostly performance coaching I used to do. However, I went through a very challenging time in my life where my husband was diagnosed with severe MS, M, sorry, severe MECFS. 
um, which was debilita debilitating to the point where <clears throat> he literally spent two years in a dark room. And at the time he had two young children and he was unable to um, play with his kids or even do the simplest of tasks like, you know, feed himself or, you know, and I became his carer. And I guess all my psychological coaching background and everything I'd learned along the way kind of didn't really prepare me for it. <laughs> and I felt constantly like I was failing in that position because I couldn't quite get on top of the caring for him, the mothering of my kids and the running of the business. And so in my, to the outside world, I probably looked like I was doing all right, but to me, I just felt like I was just messing all this up and doing really badly. And I guess this went on for quite a while, but I guess the turning point for me really was being able to ask for help and ask for support and say, this is really hard for me. And then finding people who've been through similar stuff to hold my hand, put their arm around me and go out together, and, you know, face it together. And as a deeply kind of driven, ferocious person, I'd probably describe myself as underneath my calm exterior. That's, you know, my heart, but I couldn't do that on my own. That was not something that I could think myself out of. I needed a community. So this was in my head. I was unable to work. I became his carer for a couple of years. But when I became in the position where I was like, oh, do you know what? He's a little bit better. I'm getting my energy back. What can I do to help other people? Um, so that collided with, at the same time, my dear friend Lucy was in a uh, very toxic relationship. And we we kept... Well, we weren't allowed to keep in contact because he he barred her from speaking to me, but we do the odd text exchange. And there's this mutual feeling like each other's in a really difficult situation. And we just knew it was hard for each other, but we were there for each other, even though we couldn't really talk. And um, one day I got a text through from her and it said, I need to leave him, but I don't know how. And I just, as soon as it came through, it was like this rush of energy. I thought, I know she's going to do it this time. I could just tell. But what do I say to her? I've told you I've got these like coaching qualifications, but what do I say to my friend who's trying to turn her life around? So I quickly text back the classic kind of, if you were your own best friend, what would you say to you to do? And she said, to put my brave pants on and crack on with it. And I said, okay, do that. So I mentioned that I run the Brave Bird Club, but we also sell Brave Bird pants and they are actual pants for those very circumstances where you just need a bit of support and comfort and holding to do that thing that you need to do. So, and we also fundraise for a domestic abuse charity based in Bognor Regis in the UK through the sale of the pants. So that's kind of how things come together, personally going through tough times, like we all do, and finding my brave, and then also finding a dear friend in a tricky situation who found her brave, and yeah, trying to express that professionally, I guess, uh, in something that I hope I can, you know, do do good in. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's such a powerful story, and it's, it's often the way when I'm asking people to share their why that it has come as a very personal story that they can then help others so the first thing you said you did as soon as you had that inkling of energy back was then right I need to save the rest of the planet <laughs> I need to go out there and do more and and it is that that we you know as women we do have that desire to to nurture to support to care for others it's just inbuilt 
And I see that, you know, where you were able to turn it around and help your husband first, but then all of the other people and, and your good friend and anybody who wants to listen to Lucy's story, they can on your podcast, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. They, she did the first series with me. It's something really special we created together. Um, and you can listen back and hear her story and hear us having fun and meeting incredible brave birds and hearing their stories of overcoming adversity. That, that was wonderful. And Amy got us started. So it's really special to be on here with you today, actually, because I heard, yeah, I heard your podcast and I was like, and then I heard that you were doing, helping other people launch their podcast. And I was like, oh, she's, I knew immediately because I'd be looking for someone to help us. I knew immediately it was you. And yeah, I guess you helped us get it out there and it, it got out there and, you know, people really took to it. We got really engaged people in our story and we had wonderful guests and personally I got such a lot from it so yeah thank you to you for for helping us with that and certainly you can hear and if that if anyone's listening and has parallels with escaping a difficult relationship that is a theme through the first series that um yeah we we cover and explore and cry about So that the, the fact that they are physical pants and not just a metaphor that you're using to put your brave pants on, tell me about the the other in, elements that are involved with being in the brave bird community and being as, in part of what are the, the work that you're doing. Yeah, I guess what I have come to realize, and I figure we're all evolving as people, right? Our generation is very different to the generation above us and will be different to the generation below us. But what I I feel and I know about our generation is that how powerful storytelling is, how powerful it is to understand yourself, understand what you've been through and connect and share coming as you are in that moment. And so I guess this platform, and I think that's a deeply healing thing and and I, I know that when you hear someone else or when you do it yourself, it, it's, it, I can only describe it as healing. That sounds quite woo-woo, and I'm, I am a bit woo-woo, but I think that that community sharing is so important. So that is why we have, we both have people um, who have overcome this overcome something really tricky and sharing because like me they feel they want to give back or we have people who really need to hear these things at that at the same time so that that's what the community is built on I guess sharing in order for healing and within that sharing you find inspiration you find strength you find comfort you you, as well the other thing is we've learned from the pandemic that isolation is so negative for your mental health and loads of us are feeling quite lonely um so to to actually connect is it can literally save lives right you know knowing you're not alone so that is what the community's built on and just incredible people I just like you said what why why have I found myself doing this I it, it is I mean it sounds a giving thing it's also an egotistical thing right I I get a lot from giving so I give more to get a lot <laughs> And I think that's quite common for a lot of us on a mission. We're on a mission, but like it, it's a weird entanglement of um, you, you want to be recognized and seen as a person, but you also want to help other people. So I suppose the driving force comes 
quite strongly out of both of them, really, um, in terms of what why I get up and why I do what I do. It's it's both a giving and an egotistical thing, I'd say. And tell me about what why you chose brave, the, the word brave, as opposed to courage, for example. You know, what, what was the brave element for you? You know, it's really interesting that because now that I've gone with that word, I hear it all the time. And when people around me say it, they recognize, oh, yeah, that word's really powerful. And I guess when I was young, my dad always used to call me brave. So if I was going to go, it was more for physical things. Like I was always someone who'd like jump off a cliff or go down a big slide. I was never sort of scared of that stuff when I was young. And it was a lot to do with my dad, I guess, and him describing me as brave. And I just think it's such a powerful word. I just, bravery, it's, it's we all want to find our bravery, don't we? And bravery doesn't need to be doing something massive. It can just be that thing that scares you. We had a really interesting um, lady on the podcast um, called Bella. Her Instagram is deliciously stellar. Anyway, she shot to fame on Instagram. She got like 100,000 followers really quickly, became an influencer and was sort of, you know, doing really well through it. And everyone would think putting herself out there is really brave. However, for her, because she has mental health problems, getting up and out of bed the days but she doesn't want to get up is her bravery story but that's not so publicly applauded is it because we don't see it we don't we we see the things that are larger than life we don't see those internal battles um and she was just such a good example of these everyday heroes that we we don't always hear or explore or get to know but I guess we all have it you know we all have things that come easy to us and things that come more difficult and exploring those things that are more difficult and overcoming them is where the true empowerment lies. Yeah, I love that. And so it started out as a physical embodiment of bravery. You're saying your dad was calling you brave when you were younger and doing those things, like you said, you know, big jumping and various things and demonstrating, you know, the lack of fear in some respects. But what about the emotional bravery, the the sort of moral bravery, the, the sort of other elements, the, the sort of intelligent bravery, intellectual bravery, maybe? All of that, indeed. And I guess you, you said about things without fear. Well, it, the thing is, bravery doesn't come without fear. There is no bravery without fear. You could think that someone's really brave because they do a talk to a thousand people. But if that's not a challenge for them, then that's not necessarily brave. That's something that's flow or something different. The, the bravery is when it's awkward it's flustered, it's it's done with sweaty palms or a flushed face or, um, you know, out of sync breathing. It's, that's, that's bravery. And I think when we look back on our lives, the times, sometimes we don't even classify these times as brave because we feel like we looked a mess. So if I think back to like when my hardest times probably with my husband, when were the times when I was being incredibly brave, but I couldn't see it in myself. I thought I was failing, which is ridiculous, you know. And looking back, I was brave. In fact, much braver than anything I'm doing now. And I step out, one of the reasons I think I wasn't brave is because when I step out the door to drop the kids off, I wouldn't have looked what I wanted to look like. And how ridiculous is that? Do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have got up and showered and made presented myself the way I would have liked to because I was struggling. But that mess is all part of it. That's, that's, that is brave because you're still getting up and getting out there and I guess as women there's 
we we carry that a lot, don't we? That kind of you want to. We're so desperate that for people to find us attractive that if we're doing something that's a bit wobbly or a bit out of our comfort zone, we might not be so comfortable with that because we don't look the way we want to. However, any brave move has to look a bit messy and has to risk failure or public embarrassment. So we, yeah, get stuck in. We've got to do it. We've all got to do it. Hey, but it also makes me nervous, say on this, this podcast when everyone's like, oh, it's Sarah from Brave Bird Club. And like, I don't want people to think I'm brave all the time. I'm not, not in the slightest. <laughs> I'm just on the journey with everyone else. So on this fabulously messy journey, Sarah, what is it that you're going to be doing next? What's what's coming up in your bravery conquest or mission? Oh, it's just to reach as many people as possible. I have a vision with the pants of driving down the motorway and knowing there are other women on that same motorway wearing the pants, just doing incredible things. Of course, at some stage, we'd like to expand so it's not just women. We'd like, you know, I'd like to do Brave for Kids and Brave for Men, but that will be further on once, once, you know, I've done what I can do in this area. And it's the volume for me. It's just like if I can, I mean, one person makes a difference. When people text me and be like, oh, I did this wearing my pants today, or I heard this and that inspired me to do this today, that feels amazing. But I guess I just want to grow that. So it becomes a community in its own. It's not people talking to me, it's people to talking to each other. And I have big dreams for where, you know, the brand can go and what it can do and the impact it can do. So it's funny that that motorway one is just one that's been in my head from the start. Because I, I guess if I know there are a lot of other women on that motorway, that means that I've done I've reached a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and your podcast, I mean, that is reaching a, a huge numbers of people and on a global scale. And don't underestimate each of your stories that you're sharing, because as you said, people will then take those on board. They're listening to what you have to say. They're thinking and how that, that can apply to, to my world, to how that, how's that going to sort of impact me? What could I do that will, or that, story that I've just heard how is that then now going to encourage me to take action absolutely and part of my purpose is to promote the people who come on and share their stories because for me yeah the more I can uplift that's a lovely part of the job if I can get them extra exposure and uplift them because they deserve it otherwise I wouldn't have reached out to them then that's that feels wonderful too exactly and I love that. I mean, and that's what I, I guess you get that too, in terms of being in business. I just, you can only work so hard and you can only have so much grit. It's actually people who are going to make things happen. So for me, finding, being part of, reaching out to, connecting with amazing people is, is part of the magic and something I really enjoy. And it's probably one of my one of my skill sets, I suppose, because I just love people. It comes easy to me. It's not particularly brave because it just comes easy. <laughs> it's just something I love. So going back to earlier, you were talking about the everyday Shiro's, which are awesome. Yeah. Explain to me what a definition of Shiro is to you. <laughs> That's such a good question. And now I'm like, oh, words. I say Shiro. Because obviously it's a play on hero. 
But it, it goes back to what I was saying before. It's, the, it, it's when people, these incredible women, are making moves beyond their comfort zone. They're feeling the fear, they're doing it anyway. They're raising their hand, even though no one else in the room is. They're speaking up for either for themselves or they're speaking up for people who need to be heard. They're raising a flag of surrender. They're leaving a job or leaving a relationship. They're turning in a different direction. Perhaps they're, you know, you're in the storm and you're shouting, I can do this, even though the winds are battering at your hair and and you're trying to move forward. It's, It's those people. And I think what's just so special about ultimate Shiro's is that it's a path of love. Ultimately, whether it's caring for someone, standing up for someone, standing up for a group, for true empathy, it's showing that you're you're loving more than you're you've, you're fearing. So I guess for me, bravery and love kind of interconnect quite strongly because uh, it is the path of the heart. That's when things are really brave. I love that. And you saying about this about I can do this in, in the face of a storm. A friend of mine, good friend Zahida, gave me a poster and it's on the wall and it says, they whispered to her, you cannot withstand the storm. And I am the storm, she whispered back. Oh, yes. I'm a very like, uh, how do I say it, sensitive person and I get goose pimples from that. That's really cool. <laughs> and, and I love your definition of, of the Shiro because... It, there's there's so many different elements so many different layers there and as you say bravery and love are entwined and it's the path of the heart and so is purpose purpose is the path of the heart it's the hearts and minds coming together it's it's all of this and your shiro definition to me was strong it was bold but it didn't take you towards burnout and we're not talking about superwoman energy here we're talking definitely about a, an energy that recognizes self-love and self-care as well absolutely and that's that's one thing that I always make clear that there are going to be times in your life when things are possible there are going to be times in life when you don't and I've had that completely like right now I can do this because my circumstances allow me to do it so I'm very very lucky for that however I've had times in my life where I've had to completely retract from things that I'd love to be doing and bravery I'd love to be showing because at that time my family's always going to come first and it was those four closed walls deal with what I've got going on and I can't do anymore because that's going to be overwhelming and what I'd say to you know you who's who's listening now is that if that is true for you right now stay in the zone choose the people you associate with you know, find inspiration, not comparison, (laughs) inspiration, and sit and watch. And at some stage, it will be your time too. But to do it, as you say, at the wrong timing, it's not going to work. I see it like, say you're at a theme park and there's a big slide at the top (laughs) and one by one, you're going up those rickety stairs, ready to go on the big slide. And it's like, you see the people go before you. And it's like, when it's your time, you will take that leap. You've seen the people do it and you know it's possible. Um, So sit in that comfort, keep hope, always keep hope and the time will come. Um, 
But I know a lot of people who they have very strong purpose. They have very strong drive, deeply ambitious. But life has painted a very interesting picture for them where they have had to change what they thought it would look like and what it would be like. And that's that's hard to deal with. But it's a set, you spoke about it before, the purpose, the self, it's finding the self-love in that, that your purpose can look different to what you expected. And listening to, yeah, what you can discover as a result of that, which is very hard because I, I resented being a carer. I, I'm not a natural carer. I, I really, really struggled with it. And you know, it took me a long time to embrace it, not reject it, because stuff like I couldn't go on to Instagram and see one. I, what, there are a couple of things I struggled with. So I was deeply jealous of families going on holiday because my husband was so ill, we couldn't even leave the house. So that, oh, that was so triggering for me. Second was like women doing really well in business around my age. People who I sort of associate feel similar to me, That I found that really triggering because I, like, I really want to be doing that. So I would... I had to kind of cut out all those things from being seen so I could create my own bubble of what I had. And I still have to do that to some extent because my husband's still pretty ill. He he sort of goes up and down, but, you know, I still, I don't know if I class myself as his carer anymore. Maybe not because he can care for himself, but still, you know, needs me more than the average sort of couple, let's say. Um, and then also my son has health problems as well and can, he has a immune dysfunction, so he can end up with, he can get a flu and be off school for three to six months, you know, on the sofa downstairs. And we have to do the same thing for him, create a world where it's okay for that to be the case. Because if we spend all those six months looking at his friends and what they're doing, what sport they're doing, what things they're enjoying, it's heartbreaking. If we look at our house and we think about what love we've got in our house and what can we do together, it's a lot it becomes a lot easier. So I'm not, that's a little bit of a tangent there, but I think also quite relevant to purpose and how we can be so tough on ourselves and when we try and compare to other people potentially. I think it's a really good message you're sharing there, Sarah, because what I see is that you are looking inwards and you're looking for that internal source of energy of that internal source of motivation. And it is even though it is led from, from other factors that particularly health factors for both your son and for your husband, what they are teaching the family, teaching each of you is that you are creating your own world and you are living your own life according to your own needs and wants and desires. And it takes a lot for people to, to do that. They're always looking for external validation. They're always looking for external motivations. And yet, when you understand what you need, what you want and what you really desire, you can create that world. And, and that world is a world that is, as you mentioned right at the beginning, ever changing in in terms of the bravery, different areas of, of what brave means to you as an individual for your son, you know, brave could be right. I'm going out now having been ill for a long time. And that's being really brave again, to go into a bigger picture. Exactly. I guess I've seen it with my husband as well, how his whole world's turned around. I think it's even more difficult for guys potentially because at the way, you know, society still largely maybe it's changed now but largely sees them as like the provider or um the man of the household and 
you know, to watch him, uh, kind of, he's quite gregarious in many sense, uh, sociable. Um, he was re really successful. He's working in the music industry, had a management business to have that, you know, sort of flying around the world, jet setting, everyone wanting his number to, you know, being in bed. And wh where do you find your purpose in that? Because you've built your whole identity on this successful manager um, to it all, you know, disappearing. And, and you find out who your friends are and who are just your business colleagues and <laughs> all kinds of revelations. But I guess at the moment, if you ask him, would you change it? He'd say yes, but maybe give him a little bit longer. He might say no because of everything else he's learned on the journey. And he's quite in his right to say yes. You know, I think a lot of people, sometimes there's this, all this kind of positivity brainwashing that you have to be happy and you have to find positive and everything. And sometimes things just suck. I think it's all right to go, no, I didn't like that, I wouldn't choose that if I, <laughs> if I could. But also there's, you know, there's a learning experience and everything, isn't there? Even yeah, if you wouldn't pick it again. Whenever anybody uses the word suck, all I think of are those fabulous penguins in Madagascar when they're just <laughs> they're in the cold, I don't know, wherever they are, and they're just going, Well, this sucks. And it, it really does. Yeah, sometimes yeah. life does suck. And it is, it's sucks. awful. You mentioned that he, where do you find your purpose? Do you believe that you find your purpose? Is it, is it possible? I, I always use the word choose that you choose your purpose as opposed to find it because finding it or discovering it is it sends people on a, on a different route I don't know I constantly battle in my head like if I'm in a plane am I the pilot or the passenger and I'm still not sure I, I, I vary between it. I, I just, some days I think I'm in control of absolutely nothing and everything's predestined. Other days I, to motivate myself, I decide that I actually have will and the possibility to change things. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, what do you think, Amy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's things that are going to happen that are always going to happen. There's There's three different types of business in the world there's your own business there's other people's business and then there's things that you cannot affect any change on such as the weather such as you know the bigger picture things you can't stop the wind from blowing you certainly can't stop you know floods from flooding uh, so in from my perspective it's focusing on what is you can affect what you can make a difference to and and if often a lot of stress and a lot of the anxiety and a lot of angst that I see is because you're trying to live other people's lives you're trying to do things that are out of your control so from my perspective with purpose if you are able to choose something that you can do and it is your business to make those changes you are going to be a lot happier and you're going to feel a lot more fulfilled. And again, yes, you know, there, there is a, a desire for us to seek a huge amount of happiness in the world. And you mentioned it earlier, you, you said it was egotistical in some respects and that it is uh, in the giving, but the contribution piece is a huge part of fulfillment. It's a huge part of purpose because we are built to serve essentially we are built to to offer our skills our, our abilities to others and I, yeah. I do believe that everything that we do we get great sense of achievement and satisfaction by helping others yeah 
It's all there is, really, when it all boils down to it. Well, it comes down to what you said, right, you know, mm. about bravery and love. I mean, I think that love is at the core. And yes, bravery is is one of those elements that links in with it. But yeah, you know, if we are here to love, we are here to love one another and ourselves. Really important, that one. Yeah. And that's a journey as well. Learning to truly love yourself. And I hear some people say, yeah, I really, I love myself. And I'm like, ooh, wow, is that actually possible? Do you actually mean that? Because I'm certainly not there, but that's a journey I'd like to figure out more personally. Now, I think a lot of us, me included, have this thing of, if they really get to know me, then they'll see the bits and they won't like me. Like there's, there's things that they don't know about me that if they just get to know me a little bit more, then they'll see that and then they won't like it. I think we all have these such fears in our head, don't we, about they couldn't possibly love me because I know I do this or I've got this or, you know, I look like this or I don't know, I pick my nose, all these kind of things. It's very interesting. So if you meet any people along your path, Amy, who could help me find true self-love I'd be really interested to do that oh I think that's a, a conversation for a, a, another conversation for another day and I, <laughs> I yeah I'll definitely point you in the direction of a few people who have I don't know I mean shared on the podcast for sure uh, and I've talked about it I've written blogs on self-love off the mm. back of hearing what people have said and I think it comes down to a, a a lot of these are just thoughts are things that you're thinking about yourself. They're just thoughts and they can literally like clouds. You can just let them pass through. It's when you then hold on to one and you attach a, a feeling to it, then it becomes a belief and then it becomes habit. So again, it, it's about letting go of what's not serving you, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, Sarah, what a conversation. I'm finding your brave how could people find your brave and particularly how could people find you and your brave pants instagram's the place where i'm most active i get told to be all sorts of places from the marketeers <laughs> they tell me i need to be everywhere tiktok where else facebook twitter so i have a, i have a presence on everything but i guess instagram's a place where if you put me a dm i will answer pretty quickly yeah so it's brave bird club and then the website for the pants, uh, which if you'd like to get them for yourself or buy them for a brave friend, they come really beautifully packaged and sent out with lots of love. So, and a handwritten message if you want to, that's bravebird.club. Perfect. They're all going in the show notes. So thank you so much. And if you're out and about right now, go and check them later and subscribe to Sarah's Instagram channel and go and check out those pants because they are awesome and they've been awesome by some pretty cool celebrities. So yeah, you <laughs> yeah. Go, go and have a look on her Instagram and you'll see some very, very cool brave birds on there as well. Lovely. Tell me, can I just ask yeah, well, go on. Well, before I forget, because the other thing which I'm always seeking is, and I have a feeling there are going to be people listening to this right now, people with incredible stories to tell. Brave birds, you know, those get, if, if, if that's you, please reach out to me because we've got the podcast, we've got other ways that we can, um, you know, share your story as content. So yeah, we we'd love to do that. Oh, what a great opportunity. So absolutely, because as you said right at the beginning, story 
telling is so powerful and it's how Mm -hmm. we connect and share so wonderful Sarah thank you so much for coming on focus on why have you got some final words for the audience please I think I'd like to pick up on that point before because it's something that that came up from something you said Amy because I think it's something I really would have liked to have heard when I was in that place it's just if you feel like your life still and everyone else is moving just keep hope that purpose isn't because we can feel bad that we don't have a purpose or we do have a purpose but it's not what we thought would be our purpose and we want to express ourselves in different ways I just want to remind people what you're doing is brave you are brave and your time will come if there are other dreams you have life life will turn around and your time will come but right now you know, this could be the most important thing that you're doing. So switch off, don't compare, find your own lane. And yeah, know that, know that right now, times are tough, but you're being very brave. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.